Please be seated. Good morning once again. Very excited to have you with us uh, on this Sunday morning. We are um, at the end of a series that we have uh, have been talking about over the past few weeks. About uh, We opened with the fact that we were all created in God's image. book of Genesis uh, it states it very clearly. Uh, male and female, he created them in his image. So from the very beginning, God's idea for us is that we look like him. And so what we've done over the last two weeks is talk about the first, what I believe, um, two of the three aspects of that is. If we are created in God's image, then we are to reflect God. And that means we are to look like the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Or if you want to put it in other words, the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sustainer. And so two weeks ago, we talked about us being creators. We talked about the fact that if God is a creator, we too should be creating. We should be involved in the aspect of creation. It said one of the, uh, I think, great rabbi stories says that, that God left creation unfinished so that we could play a role. Um, and, and so we do. We, we fill that void. Um, some through the normal creative means of art, music, uh, poetry, whatever, but then others through uh, more creative aspects uh, like um, administration and organization and things like that. And then we moved on last week to uh, redeemers, um, bringing the redemptive power of God, that, that Jesus Christ, the great redeemer, sure, yes, uh, gave us the same task of being redeemer, of moving into the world, bringing forth the redemptive power uh, of God with us. And today we move on to the final part, the final aspect of, um, of the image of God, Father, Son, and Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, the Spirit, and Sustainer. And I'll have to be honest, this is the, the section that, um, while I said it scares me to do those other things, this one is the one that intimidates me the most. And it's because it's the one that I can't get my hand around. When you start speaking of spirit world and the Holy Spirit things, you start getting into areas that a mainline Protestant pastor doesn't swim that often. Um, granted, our, 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 uh, our forefathers, John Wesley, would have been very comfortable in this realm. Um, but we have strayed from there, and that was many hundreds of years ago. Now, I've always said that if you want to talk theology, you go see Pastor David. If you want to talk about the, uh, the, the comedic value of God, you come talk to me, of course. And if you want to talk about the Spirit, you go see Pastor Donna, because the Holy Spirit is, is where Donna dwells. I think the Holy Spirit calls Donna from time to time. like, hey, I have a question about this. She's like, no problem, I got it. So there are all these things. And, the, and part of the Holy Spirit deal, because we've walked away from it a lot and, and we shy away from it, it has become this kind of weird sense. Because what, when we think of like Holy Spirit church, you think of somebody that's going to run up and down the aisle, right? J- pew jumpers, uh, we used to call them in seminary. And people will just stand up and start rolling on the ground and, and shoot, shouting and hollering and things like that. And that's ah, not really what it is. But then you start going to other things like healing, and, and stuff like that. And then you start getting into that weird stuff, too, because it's stuff that you can't really hold on to, but it is testable, right? Which is like this weird thing. It's like, well, Jesus said you will do greater things than even I have done, and I'm going to leave you this one to give you the power and the strength to do this. Well, Jesus raised the dude from the dead. Does that mean we have that power? And if so, how come when I went and prayed for my Nana, it didn't work? And we start having questions like that. And you start getting into this realm that's like, I can't compute, must shut down. 
Let me run back to Jesus because I get Jesus. Jesus was a dude, right? Yes, he was God, but he also walked on the earth. He was born. He understood what I understand. He knows these things, and I, and I can sense that about him. I, I have this historical figure where I can grasp hold of. Now, God the Father, Creator, that's just such a big idea that I've already given that over, over a long time ago. Like, okay, God is God. Like, huge thing created. Okay, I'm never going to understand that. I'm okay with that. I just, you know, because I didn't understand everything my dad did either. But I, I, I'm okay with it. The Spirit is when you get into this weird stuff. And there's a lot said about the Spirit in Scripture. Scripture doesn't, a lot of people will say that the Spirit came on Pentecost. The Spirit came to the church on Pentecost. If you remember the story, it's in the book of Acts, that the disciples are on the southern steps of the temple. And they're there, and Peter's delivering this great sermon, and the Holy Spirit blows like a wind, this huge, fiery wind that blows through and fills them all with the Spirit. And they begin preaching in such ways that anyone who was there, regardless of the language in which they spoke, could hear and understand the message of Christ. Wow. So if you're powered with the Holy Spirit, then you can go into any country and begin to speak in your language and they'll understand you. Right. Oh, well, that's a little intimidating because I don't know if that's true. And you start walking these things. But the spirit, this isn't the this isn't the first introduction of the spirit there to Acts and Pentecost there. The spirit has been with us from the very beginning in creation. The spirit is there. You, you see the Spirit moving throughout the Old Testament. It shows up various places. The Spirit shows up uh, together with God and Jesus at the baptism of Jesus, right? When Jesus comes out of the water, a voice from above, God's voice says, This is my Son! And the Spirit is uh, hovering right above. Um, and, and so the three are there together. And they have this dance in which they, they each take turns and they filter in of who is leading. And, and we join in that dance. So there's a ton that the Spirit just continues to go on even through the end. But what are we going to talk about as Spirit? Because there's so much. For, for me, I, where, where I went with this is I went to um, the book of John. In John chapter 16, John talks about the Spirit a lot, but here in chapter 16, if I can get there, verse 5 says this. But now I am going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness, and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father, and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, the reason I went here for this... um, Telling of the Spirit, of the Advocate is the word that um, in this translation uh, uses there. The word in Greek is paraclete. Say paraclete. It's very easy to say. It's like, hey man, what do I need to play soccer? You need a paracletes. And just take the S off. Paracletes. You know, it's a paraclete. And what this paraclete is, is, a, um, is like a lawyer type deal. In a legal proceeding, you have an advocate. One who speaks on your behalf, on your side. And this is the word that is used here. This is that person, this person, this lawyer, this, this legal mentality mindset that comes in and says, I am going to be on your behalf and speak your case. 
And then it rolls into judgment, right? So it says the paraclete, the advocate will come. And then the, and what the job of the advocate is, is to convict the world of its sin, to point out the sin, to proclaim the righteousness of God, and to bring judgment. Boom! Now here's what we've done with this. What we as a church has done is we have believed it our job to point to people's sins and to cast judgment. What we have done is, and we've been very good at this over the course of the thousands of years that the church has existed. Sometimes we're better than others. But what we typically do is we move in and we point to groups of people, to specific people, and we point out their sins. You're a sinner! And judgment will come to you. You're sinning because of this. You sin because of who you are. You sin because of these things. And you're going to burn in hell. Oh, I feel better that I got that off my chest now. So glad I played the role of the Spirit. Right? And if you look at it, and if you read it just like this, that this is what the role of the Holy Spirit does, you start thinking, well, that's the role of the Holy Spirit. But what the Holy Spirit is pointing to, and what Jesus is saying here, is not that the the Spirit is just going to go, this is a sin, this is a sin, this is a sin. What the Spirit's job is to do is to remind of what Jesus has done is to remind the world of the fact that Jesus has come, that Jesus has died, and that Jesus has conquered death. It's the acts of Jesus that the Spirit is pointing to. You have turned away from me. Stop it. But because of this, how did did it finish there? The world's already been judged because he has been judged. Because Jesus was judged. Jesus was judged. Yet what we do with the advocate, what we do in our job as the paraclete is we like to point to the sin and not to remind of the glory. We like to point at the judgment and not to remind of the mercy, of the forgiveness. We get really good at focusing in on the negative and not accentuating the positive. I almost went into his Louis Armstrong's voice right there, but I decided not to. But, but you get it, right? Because, and you've seen this, and you've seen the church do this, and you've seen Christians do this. And, and I know that I have done this from time to time, that I have sat back, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm the judge here. I'm like, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone, I am the law type deal. Thank you, Judge Dredd fans. Nice. And you have this, this, this mentality where we fall into these, this place, but that's not where... God wants us. In fact, he wants us to be pointing to the glory. He wants us to be pointing to the acts of Jesus. He wants us to be pointing towards the forgiveness and the mercy. Because if you find yourself in a down place, but no one points you to where to go, you're just going to stay down. When I was thinking about this earlier this week, um, I, I, I thought of this, this image of a tapestry, and I don't know why. It, the, 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 the line... Um, the, the narrative, the thread of this narrative weaves through the tapestry of our community. Now, I, I have to tell you that I've had the flu. Um, and so I, my mind's been a lot of places um, this week. Uh, but that line just really just came to me. And I was like, huh, what is that? What is that? What is that thread of the narrative? 
weaved into the tapestry of our community. And I just sat with it for a while. And I started thinking about a tapestry. You ever seen one of those beautiful tapestries, one of those like ancient tapestries where, where somebody who was doing it knew what they were doing? And you see the front part of it. And the front part of it is this glorious image, whatever it is, this beautiful picture that's portrayed. Have you ever gone around and checked out the backside of it and seen the craziness that exists back there? Seeing the discombobulated threads going everywhere, see the knots that are tied. You see things cut off that you're like, wow, I never would have expected that on the backside. You look at one side, beautiful picture. The other side, crazy chaos. But crazy chaos that tells a story. It's this craziness and it's these, these stops and these starts and these knots and these, and these threads that go on and then they stop unexpectedly that when you see the other side, you see, ah, I see. I see it now. You see, we all have these tapestries that make up our lives and through our tapestry run all of these different threads. And some are those glorious moments, those brightly colored threads that, that show the glory of God. But some, some are knots. Some are those dark threads. I have a lot, if you turn my tapestry over, I got a lot of knots. I got a lot of times where I was threading something and God goes, yeah, no, no, no. Let's cut that off. I have a lot of those threads in my story, in my tapestry, that are dark moments. And it's not because of what other people have done to me, it's because of what I've done. There's a lot of times, there's a lot of threads in there of people that I've hurt because of things that I've said to them. Because of my innate ability to be sarcastic and go for the weak juggernaut little just kill switch thing. There's a lot of those threads in there and there's a lot of those knots and there's a lot of those cuts. A lot of things that I did to people in the past. There's a lot of those threads that are woven through there. And many of them are long because I just couldn't stop. There's a a whole batch of threads for the three years that I attended Southwest Texas State University in San Marcos, where it is just knot after knot and cut after cut and just dark thread after dark thread after dark thread. And God's like going, seriously, let's get out of this period. The advocate's like going, Look over here. Look over here. Look at what God has done for you. Look at where you could be. Stop it. This isn't who you are. You're not this person. You're a child of God. You are saved and redeemed and loved. Be that person. Stop. It wasn't the judgment. It wasn't like pointing and beating me down going, you're worthless, you're worthless, you're worthless. Because I was doing a good enough job of that by myself. What the Spirit was doing is saying, no, you are. You're wonderful and beloved. Stop, let's tie a knot in this and start weaving another part. And so when you flip me over, you see all of this stuff. But it's my story. And it's those moments when the Spirit is looking at me. And says, hey, remember this. Remember these moments. Remember who you are. Remember what Jesus did for you. See, I, I think that we have a tapestry of our community. And we all weave these threads in and we're all threads and, and, and there's circumstances that come into our community's life in which threads are, are being put into place. 
And sometimes they're beautiful threads and wonderful things and great parts of our community and the story and God and we are rejoicing. But then there are moments that aren't so. There are moments where where darkness creeps in because of um, outside things like sickness and disease and cancer. A good friend of mine, I sat with as we prayed for him. And I saw a change in him. And we go home and I get to spend some more time with him. And I get to hear reports that the cancer is going away. And I get to see him put weight back on. And I get to see his color return to normal and not to the weird color that it was because of what was going on in his body. And I get to feel a sense of humor come back. And I get to text with him on Wednesday about something that was coming up the next day. And yet on Friday morning, I hear that he's gone. And a dark thread comes through my story. The dark thread comes through there. Because I wonder where God was. But he was healed. I was there. I've been with him and I've seen it. What happened? Where were you? There's a little knot there because God, the Spirit says, hey, remember this. That where he is, there is no sickness. Because I know the conversations that I've had with him over the past few months. I know where he is. The gift of the time that I got to spend with him. I knew that I would see him again and I thought it was going to be soon. But God said, no, 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 no. You'll see him again, but he's going to be back whole. This thread that wove through my community and it weaved through a lot. Some people in this room know on on Monday, there's going to be a sanctuary tomorrow full of people who his thread is woven through their tapestries. And I'll be quite honest for those of you who know who I'm talking about. Sometimes his thread was dark because he was kind of mean at times. But in the end, it was glorious because he was pointed to what Jesus had done for him. He was reminded of the story of Christ. He was reminded of who he was as a son of God. Oh, what a picture that is. What a glorious thing to remember and to turn people's attention to. No, let's don't talk about the sickness and the fact that we're mad that he's no longer here. Let's point to the picture is here because of the glory of God through his life. Sometimes those threads come through our community and our stories. Sometimes it's a bigger event that happens in our community. There's a thread going through our community right now that just won't go away. It's a thread of violence, of bullying, of fear, of anger, It's this thread that keeps weaving itself in and out. And just when we think we've tied a knot and we've snipped it, it comes back. 
And I know on the backside of our tapestry of this community, there's a lot of pain and we want to snip and we want to tie a knot and we want to point to something else. I wonder if that's wise. You see, I don't mean that I want that thread to continue on and to have the power that it has, but I want it to play such an important role in our community that we focus on what God is telling us to focus on, that we allow the advocate to say, no, stop looking at this side of it. Look over here. Look at what Christ has done. Stop focusing on the judgment and fill it with forgiveness and mercy and grace. Can we not make something beautiful out of something that the world intends for dark? You see, if I forget the dark threads of my own tapestry, I miss the picture. If I forget the things in my life, the places where I have fallen away from God, the places where I have forgotten to look, to see the gift of what God has given me. If I forget those things, I forget who I am as a child of God. I forget the power that dwells inside of me because of the forgiveness that has been offered to me. We as a community cannot put that thread away. but we need, we need to make beauty out of it. But we need to take it and weave it in such a way that the advocates, that our role as the sustainer, as the Spirit of God, points people towards His truth and His love and His mercy. What would it be like for us as a community to reclaim this story to reclaim the story of all the cancer people who die, to reclaim the story of people who are lost in addiction, whose, whose lives are falling apart? What would it be like for our community to walk into places where divorce is happening? What would it be like for our community to walk into places where hurt existed and said, we're going to take the needle now and we're going to weave a different story? Because let me shine the light on somebody who did something amazing for us. Our job as sons and daughters of God, our job as children who were created in His image, is to join God in bringing the kingdom of heaven now. Can we live in that community where we see the beauty of the tapestry but understand what happened behind the door? Let's be a community who moves the world and its focus to the kingdom. Let's pray. Gracious and Heavenly Father, you are the creator, the redeemer, and the sustainer of all things. It is because of you we are. We pray, Father, that as you have created us in your image, that you would help us to find the courage to walk in that image. To know where it is that we are called to be creators. To understand those places you have put us where we can bring the redeeming love of Christ. 
and to give us the strength for the long haul to continually remind the world and to point the world to your story, to your love, to your grace and mercy. May we, Father, be the people you long for us to be, your sons, your daughters, created in your image. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.